Welcome to the Awesome Life 101 podcast, where we empower people to envision and achieve their unique awesome lives. Enjoy! Good morning, Awesome Life friends and family. So happy to be spending another Saturday morning with you. I'm so sorry that Toby's not here. He wanted so badly. He got up this morning and tried to get ready to join us. Um, but he has been fighting the flu. He is not doing well. I mean, he's going to be fine, but you know how the flu is. Um, you don't want to see him try to talk like that. Anyway, so it's just me again, but I'm excited to talk to you. I've been working on this topic pretty hard this week, facing your fears, um, so that I can bring you something that is really, really actionable. So looking forward to sharing with you, um, facing your fears. Um, as you may have seen in one of our posts this week, fear has two meanings. And I think that holding this in your mind can really, really change your relationship with fear. Fear has two meanings. Face everything and rise or forget everything and run. And as I thought about it, you know, even in the wild, panic is not is never the best solution to your fears, to your situations. Um, and even more so in the modern world where our threats are a little bit less defined. So in all cases, our best approach to fear is to face everything and rise. And if we're going to live a truly awesome life, which is why I assume you're here, um, we're going to have to get good at doing this facing our fears thing. Um, because when we don't have, when we don't face our fears, we just allow them to grow in the background, you know, and to limit what we consider our options to be. I was talking to someone about this, this week, and they said that they have a fear of flying, but it doesn't really interfere with their life. And I asked, you know, why is that? Why doesn't it interfere? And they said, well, because I don't really have anywhere I need to fly to. And I just nodded, you know, and let it go at that. But you think about what could their life be? What would the options be if they didn't have that fear holding them back? So when we examine our fears, when we shine light on anything, we allow ourselves to overcome it. Um, so we can have bigger dreams, we can consider things uh, possible for ourselves that never were before. Um, and so, you know, facing our fears is like any other skill. The more times that we do it consciously, the easier it becomes. And so that's another big reason to start conquering these things because it'll just get easier and easier over time um, to when a fear arises, we know the steps and the skills to squash it and we can just keep moving on with our lives. Um, now I'm gonna say up front and then I'll probably repeat at the end, everybody who listens to this is gonna have a range of reactions. And um, on either end of the spectrum of reactions, um, the kind of the extremes, right, between like, I don't have any fears, I'm not afraid of anything, 
I would ask you to like re-examine that and put a little bit more effort into noticing or figuring out how fears affect you and affect people. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, if you're listening to all the tips that I'm giving today about how to overcome your fears and um, you're just like, that's crazy. I could never do any of that. My fears are too overwhelming. Um, I would recommend that you work with somebody um, and you really delve into this question of facing your fears and how to do it um, so that it's not limiting your life. Um, and on the other end, you know, it's limiting your life in a way that you're not even aware of. And everyone in the middle, enjoy the tips, uh, get as much out of it as you can. So um, I've already alluded to step one, but just to make it super clear, the first step in facing our fears is becoming really, really clear on what our fears are. And it's probably more than you consciously think. Like if someone's afraid of spiders, they know they're afraid of spiders, right? So go beyond that. And you can do that in two different ways. Keep a list. I suggest this for everybody. Keep a list of everything that you're afraid of. Everything that someone suggests doing that makes you feel fear, right? Um, I have struggled with a fear of crowds. And so there's definitely times when I've been invited to, part you know, um, participate in activities like we're all going to the county fair and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to like that. <laughs> um, and that's a question too about the level of discomfort. Um, but just kind of keep a list of things that come up for you that may be related to fears. And then within that, if you're afraid of spiders, for example, um, list out what you're afraid is going to happen and maybe even do some research. You know, again, I don't want to recommend something that is going to be so triggering to you that is going to cause um, serious negative consequences. But the more we can shine light and realize what is it that we're really afraid of and what is the reality um, of that, what percent of spiders are poisonous? Um, because, you know, fears have fears keep us safe. Um, but we need to examine what is it we're really afraid of? How many fears do we have? What are they? Keep a list. And then if you can, reflect on where did these fears come from? Maybe you had one experience when you were a child. Um, you know, I hear this about people who are afraid of dogs, right? They had one experience when they were a young child. And regardless of the statistics of the possibility of that happening again, um, that fear is very real because it's so emotional. So if you can start to connect your fears with what's the thing that caused it, is this fear still protecting me? How could I be safe without being afraid? How is this fear limiting me? Do I avoid certain friends' houses because they have a dog, for example? Um, when you avoid your fears, you give them power, right? When you face your fears, you are learning how to overpower them. You get to win, right? 
um, and it builds your confidence and your sense of being fearless and being limitless and being able to take on anything. Um, so step one is making your list and getting as clear as possible. And I would look at that list because exposure is really going to reduce the power of your fears. So I would look at that list on a regular basis and ask yourself, which of these fears can I conquer this week? Which of these fears can I conquer today? And once you choose one, I'm going to go into some steps about how to actually face it. But once you choose one, um, once you conquer a fear, the next thing to do is have this huge celebration, whatever a huge celebration means to you that you can handle, have a huge celebration. And in the middle of that celebration, cross that fear off your list and choose the next one that you're going to tackle. Because the way that our body works, celebrating our successes releases so much dopamine and so much motivation and you feel on top of the world like you can take on the next thing. So it's the perfect moment in the height of celebration to choose your next challenge and to start making steps toward it, even making a plan. Um, so you're, you may, as you have this list, realize something else comes up that you're afraid of. You may develop a new fear or you may just become aware of a fear that wasn't on your list. So go ahead and add it to your list. But I would recommend holding the intention that you are going to reduce this list of fears over time, right? And make it kind of just a long-term life project until you're like, nope, there's nothing on my fear list. And if you're already there, congratulations. Take time today to reflect and see if there's any fears hiding in the corners anywhere. But truly, if you've already conquered your fears, that's amazing. Um, please share with us what your process has been and if any of these tips resonate with you. So once you have your list, um, you want to start small. I guess there is some, um, I'm say, um, some philosophy out there that you pick your biggest fear and conquer it, and then everything after that is easy. Um, so if you do that, I'd love to hear about it. Um, or if you've done that in the past, I would recommend start small, look at your list and be like, what is one of these that I could conquer right now or today or this week? Right. Um, because that success chain is going to start building small successes, just build on each other and make it easier to have bigger and bigger successes. Um, so choose the item that is the least scary to you. You're pretty confident that you're going to be able to overcome it. Um, and then again, really celebrate it. When you cross that off your list, pick up your next one. Um, another way to start small. If you have a fear, um, you're not sure how you're going to overcome it. You want to create a ladder for yourself. So what that looks like, if you have a fear of spiders, I would not recommend buying a big plexiglass pit and filling it with tarantulas and jumping into it like in Fear Factor, right? Not only is that probably going to be more traumatic than um, 
useful, but at the same, it's also going to be really hard on your budget. Like, I don't know what those plexiglass bins cost, but it's kind of ridiculous, right? To go like that big and bold into your fears. So how could you create a ladder that could get you to the place where you're no longer afraid of spiders, where you could actually be holding those tarantulas in your hand or letting them crawl on you, right? I know, I know you don't want to do that right now, um, but how could you build a bridge to get there? What would step one look like? When I was doing this thought exercise yesterday, I thought, well, I might just print out a picture of a pretty cute, innocent looking spider and just put it on my bathroom mirror or put it in one space in my house that I'm gonna see it every single day. Maybe give it a name and just become really comfortable with that photo. It's a still picture. It may make you uncomfortable at first, but it's just a picture. There's no way that that picture is gonna put you into danger. And so what you wanna do is just get comfortable, just be able to walk past it without having that fear response. Um, if the picture doesn't never causes you a fear response, you're already past that step, what's the next step? Is it watching videos of people holding spiders? How does that make you feel? Right? And building up. So if it's the video that really like freaks you out and triggers that fear response, how can you learn to stay calm, breathe through it, you know, maybe just have it on in the background while you're making dinner or while you're getting ready for bed. So you're just accustom accustomizing yourself to something that used to bring fear, right? Um, what can happen is that we become afraid of feeling afraid. You don't want to look at the spider video. You don't like this idea that I'm giving you because you're afraid that it's going to make you feel afraid. And if you feel afraid, then you might have a hard time sleeping or you're just going to have these really uncomfortable sensations in your body. So you avoid feeling afraid. And so if someone says the word spider, it makes you afraid, right? It tenses you up because you're afraid that that's going to make you feel afraid. Um, and so when we really reflect on the purpose of fear is to protect us, then Yes, being afraid to put your hand in a wood pile that you know is crawling with spiders, that's a rational fear. That is truly keeping you safe. You should do the safe thing and put on gloves and carefully pick up each piece and look at it. You know, um, I'm not suggesting that facing your fears has to be equivalent with stupidity, right? But that photograph or that video of the spider or the word spider is honestly not going to bite you. So stop being afraid of feeling afraid. Allow yourself to feel it and get used to what it feels like so you can overcome it. Um, maybe the next step would be going to visit a pet store and just looking at them from afar right? And maybe this is where you need to enroll some people and be honest about this project that you're taking on. If you have anyone in your life who loves and supports you, they may not know that you have this fear, but they are going to be so honored that you asked them to be the one that helps you with it. 
truly, right? Could you go with me to the pet store because I'm trying to face my fear? And what I need from you is just to stay close to me and help me stay calm, not to push me into something that is beyond my level yet, okay? Right? We need to let people know what we need from them to ask for support and be real specific about what that support would feel like. Um, and since I'm on this topic, a lot of us as parents have to deal with how do we help our children to face their fears. And so this same advice, I would say, um, starting small, building that bridge with them and for them, if they're afraid of dogs because they've had a bad experience, do not force them to come face to face with a dog. Do not re-traumatize the people in your life, whether it's children or adults, right? Don't force people into situations they're not ready for. But reading stories about friendly dogs, watching videos about friendly dogs, looking at the friendly dogs at the park from afar. And then maybe you have a friend that you know that has a calm dog and you could ask, you know, if your child could see it from a distance and then maybe want to get a little closer, right? Um, but we never want to re-traumatize someone, um, including yourself, right? So it's a balance between making progress and, um, you know, honoring, honoring the process. So we talked about some ways to make your list, to start small and conquer your fears step by step, celebrating your wins each time so that you're building that um, reward center so that your body is, your brain, your brain is like an untrained dog, right? And you need to train your brain. When I conquer fear, it feels good. When I face fear, it feels good. If you need to use some kind of reward, you know, treats <laughs> or just um, affirmations. So the next section I want to talk about is using affirmations and visualizations. And so in this analogy with like an untrained dog, at first we use a treat, right, to train the dog. You say sit. As soon as the butt hits the floor, you say good dog and give it a treat right? You want to train your brain in a similar way. So that's why when you overcome a fear, you want to say, hey, I did a good thing, a good job. Maybe post it on Facebook. Give yourself whatever treat um, associates with that that is still healthy. Um, <laughs> and practice over and over with that. Um, also, you can use affirmations to retrain the way your brain thinks about things. So in my example of fear of crowds, um, I can just say, I used to be afraid of crowds, but now I find them exciting. It does not have to be true yet. I'm training my brain to associate crowds with exciting. Crowds are exciting. Crowds are exciting. Crowds are exciting. <laughs> I'm just making that pathway. I'm like digging it out with a trench with a shovel. I don't have to believe it yet. I just need to make that association. Now, exciting is a really powerful word to use when we're talking about our fears because the neurotransmitters and the physical sensations in our body when we're afraid and when we are excited are so similar that it's easy to trick our brain into being like, oh yeah, maybe this is exciting. Maybe it's fun because from fear to exciting to fun, right? Um, and think about it. people love horror movies. People love roller coasters because it elicits this fear 
um, in our bodies, right? This, this sensation. So if we can train our brain to perceive fear as excitement, as fun, um, life can be much more fun instead of scary, right? Um, the other thing you can do is visualize yourself being, having fun in that crowd. So we're using affirmations. We can also use visualizations, putting myself into a situation in a crowd where I'm having a good time. And because I've spent so much of my life visualizing something scary related to the crowd, I may need to watch some videos. I may need to talk to people about, tell me a time you were in a crowd that was fun and try to feed off of their fun to try and create this scene in my head that's gonna work for me to overcome my fears. Um, the other way we can use visualization when we're overcoming our fears is, you know, think of your happy place, your calm place. So when I'm in a crowd and I start to feel that fear and that panic coming up, I have some different options. I can transmute that panic into fun. I can also just take a moment and visualize myself in my calm and happy place. My mind can transport me anywhere at any time, and I'm perfectly safe. Now, if you're facing down a mountain lion, <laughs> you may not have the time to sit cross-legged and get yourself into your happy place. You know, we may need that adrenaline to face our fears, but what you don't want to do is panic. Panic is not a solution. You need to keep your head about you, use some strategies. And when you've started to practice strategies with these um, less threatening fears that we currently face, then when you're in a situation where you are facing down a mountain lion or a carjacker or something truly threatening in the moment, you will have more resources about how to face it. You will have more confidence right on how to face it instead of panicking um so i kind of mentioned this earlier that um to face your fears does not mean to make stupid choices and we all know the difference right i have a very healthy fear of not being run over by a car i still go outside i still cross the street I still, I even jaywalk across the boulevard sometimes if it's, you know, a time of day that there's no cars out and I look both ways and it's safe, I'll still do it. So this is not a fear that is inhibiting my lifestyle. I've thoroughly shined all the light on it this week as I was preparing for this, but I wouldn't cross the street with a ton of oncoming traffic coming towards me. I know I'm not invincible. I have a healthy fear of, um, well, maybe it's a little bit irrational. I don't know. Maybe I need to look at this one a little bit more of food poisoning because I had a bad experience with food poisoning at one moment in my life. And so now I'm a little bit overcautious. Maybe it infringes a little bit on the food choices I make. And maybe I would open up more possibilities to myself if I would get over it. So I would promise to you that I will work on that. Um, but I still eat sushi. Like, I still buy grocery store sushi. It's delicious. So if you have a fear of food poisoning, you know, I'm just saying. Um, there's different levels here. Um, 
so we've talked a lot, I've talked a lot about these kind of very tangible, concrete fears that you can see. Um, but what about people who have a fear of not having enough money for retirement? It's so easy to let these very real, very intense fears just stay low grade, right? Right below the brain. We don't think about them. We hold them in our body. We stuff them down into our muscles, into our cells, and we don't allow ourselves to really think about what would happen if. What would happen if my money ran out during retirement? If you just shine the light on that, what happens? What are the options? What are my options now for preventing that? How can I get more informed? Reading books, watching YouTube videos, um, speaking to professionals, right? As long as you're avoiding looking at that scary reality, you're not going to solve it. Um, so step up take a look at like this is a real fear it's truly a threat but how do you take it on so that you feel confident and not afraid and that'll look different for different people um you know and sometimes our own mind is so used to that fear we don't notice it sometimes we're so caught up in the situation that we don't know whether we have a rational fear or an irrational fear or a rational level of fear to these things. And so again, with your support system and finding someone that you trust, um, someone that you consider wise, because if you ask, you know, some of us run around just asking everybody their opinion and then we don't know what to trust. So take a moment and think about who is your trusted advisor? Who's that one person that you could turn to and say, is my fear rational or irrational? Can you help me with this? I'm having a hard time. I need some perspective. Um, and I, let them, you know, tell you their opinion uh, so that you can, um, you know, really trust that wisdom. Uh, finally, you know, developing or nurturing your compassion for yourself and where you are in this journey. Um, Part of what holds us in fear patterns is shame. Um, not wanting to admit to ourselves or others that we have these fears, especially if they're irrational fears. You're like, I know there's no reason for me to have this fear anymore, um, but I don't know how to let go. Whatever it is, the awareness and the compassion for yourself, realizing that this fear has served you well. It came from a place and it has protected you and kept you safe so far, but it's okay if you don't need it anymore. It's not serving you anymore. It's okay to just let it go and celebrate that. Um, and of course, as I said in the beginning of this video, if all of this sounds like too much and you know that you're really not gonna be able to handle this on your own, I highly recommend speaking with an expert. There are people whose job nine to five Monday through Friday is helping people conquer their fears, right? What if you worked with someone like that? That would be amazing. Um, think about how good you are at your job, right? And what if someone who needed your help could get your help on that? Um, 
so I truly appreciate you all being here. I know I got some comments. It's really hard when I'm by myself. I can't look at the comments and talk at the same time. Um, so I'm going to come back here and see. Um, oh, it's all Sue and Joseph. Thank you guys for being here. Um, aha. Uh -huh. So Sue was talking about the airplane you know, being afraid of flying and people who make choices that include not flying rather than choosing what you want and then deciding transportation. Right. And so stay focused on your dreams. And we've talked about what your dreams are. If you know what your dreams are and you dream big enough and don't allow your dream, your fears to limit your dreams, right, then you can have the dream and choose a transportation mode that may serve it rather than um, letting that fear of flying um, keep you from achieving your dreams. So those are other options. Um, yeah, identify which, which of your fears are truly hazardous um, and which ones are beneficial. Desensitize yourself. Um, Ooh, I like that. Sue says I should buy my, sorry, I just lost it. I should buy my reward at the crowded location. Yeah. Reward myself while I'm in that situation and yeah, do everything I can to make it a fun and bring your support system with you. Um, so you're not facing it alone at first, maybe. Um, awesome. Thank you guys. Margaret says, trapping negative emotions like fear can cause health issues. So to acknowledge them and then release them. There are healers for stuck emotions and finances as well. Um, yeah, so it is not self-promotion Sunday, but I'm going to promote. Margaret just uh, shared in the group that she got certified um, with a technique called the Emotion Code, which is to help people release trapped emotions. I was talking about where you hold that fear in your body when you're not afraid to look at it, when you are afraid to look at it and release it. It stays trapped in your body. And that's not just fear. It can be anger. It can be um, grief, right? Any unexamined and unreleased emotions. And so she has learned techniques to help people release that. So of course you could reach out to her on Messenger um, or search in your area um, to find anyone who's trained to do, to help you with that. That one is called the emotion code. So I appreciate you being here and sharing that, um, wisdom with us as well, Margaret. Um, I appreciate you all for being here. It really is amazing. Thank you, Joseph. It's so amazing to have, um, you guys supporting me live. Um, and I love you all very much, and Tovi is going to be feeling better and has no reason not to be here next week. I know you guys miss him as much as he misses you. I will talk to you soon. Mwah. Bye. If you liked that episode, subscribe so you can catch all of our podcast episodes. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere. Just search for Awesome Life 101, Tovi Carvalho, and Mel Carvalho. You may also want to join our private Facebook group where you have exclusive access to us and some exclusive content. We look forward to seeing you in there. Love you lots. Bye.